first lived in Latvia as a diplomat between 1996 and 1999, a few years after Latvia regained independence from the crumbling Soviet Union. I returned to live in Latvia in 2022. This podcast series is based on my observations and experience, with some history and comparisons with my home country of England on aspects of life in Latvia and things to see and experience. Episode 4 on New Year's Eve It is New Year's Eve, a time around the world in which the passing of one year into the next is celebrated. How is New Year's Eve marked in Latvia? There are some traditions, but first a bit of context. My Latvian wife says that New Year was never a big celebration in Latvia traditionally, unlike, say, Midsummer, Ligo and Jani and Christmas. She says that the New Year's Eve celebrations were imported by the Russians during the Soviet occupation of Latvia. I lived in Moscow as a diplomat during the 1980s. I remember hosting a New Year's Eve party at my apartment there. Played some music. I DJed for fun in Moscow. Then before midnight, we all bundled into taxis for the short journey to Red Square. We had bottles of Russian sparkling wine. It may have been Riga's champagne. I cannot now recall. Glasses and toasted the arrival of the new year with thousands of others in Red Square. It also appeared to be a tradition to smash the finished bottle on the cobbles. I pitied the people who had to clean up the broken glass the next day from the cobbled surface. So, New Year's Eve parties may have been more of a Russian import to Latvia. However, Riga embraced the celebrations during my time there in the 1990s and onwards, with lots of fireworks, both official performances and people setting off their bought fireworks, outdoor and indoor concerts, and full pubs and restaurants. A couple of years ago, we went to the Esplanade by the River Daugava in front of Riga Old Town and watched the free concert, drank some mulled wine, and at midnight watched an excellent firework display that was set off from the other side of the river. The road, 11th of November, Krasnmala, was closed off, allowing lots of people to enjoy the celebrations. It was also lovely walking around the old town by the President's Office, Riga Castle, the Anglican Church and the Riga Storm Church afterwards, before going home by free public transport. More on that in a minute. This year, Riga City Council has banned the setting off of fire, all fireworks on New Year's Eve. They fear that the explosions will cause trauma among the many Ukrainian refugees living in Riga. So no official firework display for 2022-23 and no private, private fireworks, although I expect some people will still let off a firework or two at midnight, illegally of course. Dock owners are also very happy as sales of fireworks are down by two to three times compared to last year, according to the Latvian Association of Independent Pyrotechnicians, 
who are not happy. A few years ago, we went to Tbilisi in Georgia for New Year's Eve, staying with friends. I have never experienced something as loud and scary as there. People, and I mean a lot of people, were shooting fireworks just before midnight from the balconies of their two apartment blocks. You can imagine the noise echoing between the apartment buildings and the sight of fireworks exploding everywhere. Tbilisi Airport also had the nicest and strangest passport check. After showing your passport and answering a couple of questions, you were presented by the border guard with a bottle of Georgian wine as a present. Now, if only they did that at Heathrow or Stansted airports in the UK, border guards would become very popular people. Public transport by bus Trolley, bus and tram is free in Riga on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. As Latvians do like alcoholic drinks, this may reduce the number of people caught drink driving. A new law introduced in November means that someone caught heavily intoxicated, 1.5 per meals blood alcohol content or more, will lose their licence and have their vehicle impounded. The fine is the value of the vehicle. However, 215 drivers were still caught under the influence of alcohol in the first month of the new law coming into effect. That was 96 heavily intoxicated and 119 driving under the influence of alcohol and not having a driving licence. Hmm. Latvia has one of the worst European drink driving rates, with 3,500 people losing their licence a year. That is out of 875,000 active driving licences in Latvia and a population of only 1.8 million people. Although 215 is down from the average of 300 cases a month, the Latvian police said that they need to rent new lots to put all the cars recently impounded over Christmas. The police, though, think it will take some time before people's behaviour changes. I'm sure they'll be out on the roads with breathalysers this New Year's Eve. But back to the beginning of this story. Free transport is for all, and not just drivers. Latvian university research shows that there are some Latvian New Year's Eve traditions, although many of these to me look like Christmas traditions that are carried on over to New Year's Eve. They are. One should not start anything anew on the final days of the year, because the work will not have any blessing. And one should not work much on New Year's Eve. Next year will, will not be good then. And at midnight on New Year's Eve, all wells contain wine for a few minutes. That'd be nice. And sauerkraut should be eaten on New Year's Eve so that the sourness of last year is eaten. But do not eat sauerkraut on New Year's Day as the whole year will then be sour. And if you sue on New Year's Eve, you will see werewolves. <laughs> Scary. And... On New Year's Eve, toss your hat in the air. If the hat falls upright, 
next year will bring riches. If upside down, famine. And eat dry grey peas and herring on New Year's Eve to have a lot of wealth and health in the new year. And if you go to sleep before midnight, you'll sleep through the next year. And last of all, place three colours on the table on New Year's Eve. White, red and black. Close your eyes and pick one. If it's white, the next year will be happy. If it's red, average. And if it's black, the year will be gloomy. Latvians, like people in many other countries, <clears throat> will count down the last ten seconds until midnight and have glasses of Riga's champagne filled to toast each other at midnight. Riga's Champagnettis, to use its registered name, is the most popular sparkling wine brand in Latvia. It has been produced by Latvia's balsams, famous for their black balsam liquor, since 1952. Yes, it was established during the Soviet-Russian occupation of Latvia. But it still remains very popular with ethnic Latvians and ethnic Russians. The sparkling wine, got to be careful here about the use of the protective word champagne, is a blend of white wines from several areas of Spain, combining the varieties of Aren, Masabio and Verdeo grapes. It's only available in Latvia. There are six varieties of Rigas Champagnettis. Firstly, Rigas Original is the most popular sparkling wine in Latvia. It is semi-sweet. Then comes Rigas Medium Dry, which has a harmonious taste and aroma. Then you have Rigas Sweet, sugary, made of sweet grapes, and has an elegant taste. Then Rigas Red, it's dark red with a deep flavour. And Rigas Rosé is rosy with a refreshing, mild taste. And last of all, Rigas Brut has the typical taste of semi-dry sparkling wines with a refreshing flavour. To go with the drinks, I'm told by my wife that the Russian dishes of shuba and olivier salads are common for New Year's Eve. Shuba salad, or herring under a fur coat, is a layered salad of pickled herring fillets, finely chopped onion, beetroot, carrots and potatoes. In Russian, shuba means fur coat, and more specifically the big coats Russians used to wear during the harsh winter months. When you layer your boiled and grated beetroot on top of this salad, it looks similar to the texture of a fur coat, hence the name. Olivier salad, also known as Russian salad, was originally invented by Lucien Olivier for the Heritage Hermitage restaurant in Moscow in the 1860s. It was then adapted by Ivan Ivanov, who later sold the recipe for publication. Over the years, it gained in popularity, not only in Russia, but throughout the rest of the Soviet Union and Europe. I remember eating and liking Olivier salad when I lived in Moscow in the 1980s. It was one of the few items on a big restaurant menu that was actually being prepared or cooked. 
Most were just on the menu for show. Olivier is a diced salad of potatoes, carrots, peas, eggs, ham and pickles with a mayonnaise and and dill dressing. The 18th century Baltic German writer Galieb Merkel wrote in his book The Latvians that drinking was a secondary general characteristic of the Latvian folk. Merkel identified the cause of this to the appalling conditions that Latvians experienced in serfdom, with alcohol being an affordable vice. He painted a picture of mothers sharing their vodka glass with their breastfeeding children. 14-year-old boys and girls drink vodka unflinchingly. There are but a few men and women who don't get drunk every Sunday, especially after communion. It was, of course, the Baltic Germans who made profits from producing this alcohol. And the scene pictured by Merkel in Latvia isn't that different from the gin drams in England at the same time. In London alone, there were more than 7,000 dram shops and 10 million gallons of gin were being distilled annually in the capital. The 19th century Latvian poet Eduard Weidenbaums wrote, Drink today and drink tomorrow, and if you're broke, you can borrow. Cheers and a happy new year.